Hey everyone, welcome back to the Pilot's Wife podcast. This is episode 50 and we have a very special episode where I have my husband Josh spending some time with me on this podcast, sharing a few things about what he notices about relationships, the top things that he thinks really makes a difference in relationships. Yeah, and we just had a nice a nice chat about those things. Thank you to the people who sent comments our way to encourage Josh to get onto the podcast, and I do apologise that it took a couple of weeks to record it. We had a very stressful couple of weeks, just the usual stuff that I talk about in the podcast, but really a lot of that was going on the last couple of weeks, and just it was hard to get the, um, I guess, the right timing for Josh to be able to uh, record it as well as um, as, as me. So we, we had a few things on in the evenings that, that kind of clashed as well. So we finally got there. And this is the result. So here's the question. For those of us who don't have a picture-perfect relationship, who don't put our highlights reel on social media and pretend it's all rosy, where can I get some down-to-earth inspiration without any religious barriers? Who can give me real-life encouragement, help me be a better spouse, and tell me how to get an even more enriching relationship without becoming a doormat? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Amy McLaren, and this is the Pilot's Wife Podcast. I think what, what I've learned about relationships, I've learned a lot from um, observing a couple of really healthy relationships when I was younger, mm. and a couple of really unhealthy relationships, and taking the best of those and combining it with what we've learned along the years of um, courses that we've been on and um, the courses that we've run and also what you've researched and what we've talked about. It's probably just paying attention to it, eh? I think so. Like, sort of thinking, oh yeah, that's about relationships. I'll take note and see what I can learn from it. Yeah, definitely. I, I certainly observe that from my best friend's parents because my parents had a very unhealthy well not unhealthy just a very unloving marriage um well actually it was probably unhealthy they just they were they never backed each other they were terrible communicators they loved us kids but they didn't love each other um and then I guess spending a whole lot of time with my best friend observing his parents and even his old man which was well, is a very hard man um, by today's standards and definition and f- to hear him saying that he loved uh, my best friend's mum was actually interesting because I'd never heard, heard a man talk like that certainly not an alpha male mm-hmm. um, so I just guess I'd started observing what a healthy relationship looked like from then and it was that they were really good friends with each other and they 100% always had each other's back Um, even if I don't think they necessarily agreed on everything but they did agree on everything in front of everyone There's something about someone who's real confident standing up for something that's right eh? it's it's quite a um, powerful combination Yeah and someone who has influence and they're confident and they're, and they're doing something like good. <laughs> yeah. And just 
I guess I respected um, my friend's dad um, as well as being shit scared of him. Um, but just just the respect that he had for his wife. Mm. Uh, and, you know, he's a big, burly alpha male and she was just this little petite lady. But he he just respected her and he just loved and cherished her and still does. Mm. Um, and, and she respected him back because they just had this mutual respect for each other and it was um, what left a lasting impression on me in terms of what a relationship should look like um, and it wasn't until years later to I actually analyse that and delve deep into it that I can just see that as a, a, the respect that they had for each other just was a, a really good foundation for for their marriage and and um, something that is pinnacle to a healthy relationship. Yeah. Do you like try and be like him? Oh, no, I'm totally, yeah. totally yeah. different to him. Mm. But I can just take elements of what I've learned from their relationship and apply it to ours. Yeah. Because every relationship is their own, like it's unique, right? Yeah. But then there's common things that everybody has to go through in relationships yep. that you still have to sort out but like in your own way like work out your own way yeah but there's there's, there's just basic building blocks of relationships that work for all relationships despite us being completely different people and different personalities and different cultures yeah isn't that kind of a relief you know like yeah. if it, I reckon that that's sort of the main message I want to get across to people is like there is hope, like there are like yeah. these formulas, these strategies yeah. that work. Yeah. You just need to, you know, learn them and apply them. But it's not like, you know, your situation is so different to everyone else's that you've got a hopeless situation. Yeah. And I think people use that for an excuse. Like we often see couples and that's kind of how they're coming across. Like, oh, no we've got every right to think that our marriage is not going to go well because we're totally different to everyone else and it's so hard but they're just in the thick of the fight and they just can't see a way through Mm. Um, and we will look at them and go well you're exactly the same as so many other different couples that we've counselled you just yeah you think you're trapped and you you're almost telling yourself that there's no way out Mm. but it's just one or two massive problems that you think you can't resolve or that you think they're a massive problem and they're just a big problem that you just haven't figured out how to get through yeah. and often it's just because they haven't figured out how to problem solve together Yeah. so is that like because I was going to ask you from your perspective what's the, like kind of the one the main thing that you see coming through all the time and all the couples that we've talked to that stands out for you that like it's a common thread I think probably two things that stand out to me one is just communication and that that's a huge massive topic in itself and the other one is just problem solving um, and I guess the third thing was is just people just give up far too easily and that pisses me off mm. um, that when you've got the option to quit and things get hard 
quitting is going to be an option. Mm. But if people just take quitting off the table, and or in this case, really, if they take divorce off the table, you and I somehow talked about this early on in our relationship before we got married, before we even thinking about getting married, mm. that we would never use the D word. We would never threaten each other with it. Yeah. And that's been a theme for our marriage. I'm not sure how we stumbled onto that. That's a long time ago now. I think it was your idea. Almost 20 years ago. Um, kind of like a kind of like a contract we had before we even yeah. Yeah, yeah. went very far. Yeah, like, we didn't really know how important that was. But mm. if divorce is not an option, then you're forced to problem solve. You have to work through it. You have to solve the problem. Um, and I think couples need to get a hold of that. Um, maybe some people won't, won't agree with us, but I think if you deep down inside know that you've got to fix it, you have to fix it, and then you just get better at fixing stuff together. I suppose um, that's the point of marriage vows, is just make that promise to each other. Yeah. <laughs> that I'm going to, you know, do this till death do us part. <laughs> yeah. Oh, even just communication that's a massive topic but just listening to each other just sitting with some couples and watching them interact with each other and just not listening I find that frustrating but you know, I can also understand and relate to it because we're all guilty of being poor listeners at some stage and I think that's just a big thing for me is just trying to encourage people to practice being good listeners in their communication really understanding the other person and listening to what they say and it's showing that you understand what they've said eh? and checking that you've understood what they've said yeah that's really what listening is yeah and that's it's not easy it's real hard um but it's certainly possible uh, and we don't generally get taught these things at school. Mm. So I guess I'll, we've both had the benefit of being taught these things and various other things outside of school. In terms of my career, it's been pretty important in, in aviation and being a pilot. Um, we go on all kinds of communication courses and I, I just remember being hit pretty hard about just the whole ability to listen and learn and um, from the other person rather than constant well, that the, the biggest part of communication is actually listening rather than talking is actually receiving the message and understanding it yeah you have to do a like in your in your communication it's like you have control I have control <laughs> <laughs> yeah is there a lot of that or is that just the main phrase you use because it's maybe the only one I know oh no you very very really use that but certainly when you're teaching someone to fly um, that's a pretty important phrase when you're teaching them. True. But what about other stuff like if one of you says um, losing altitude, does the other one say got it? Losing? Well, I don't know. What do you say? <laughs> Anything well, that you well, say in the when you're, when you're flying a um, commercial plane, uh, uh, depends on the operating procedures of the airline, but generally checked. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So you don't repeat it back? Not necessarily, but um, you'd say checked. Oh, this 
is a strange conversation. No, no, because like, imagine if it happened in couples' relationships. If, like, yeah. if you said, I am so tired right now that I, I just can't talk about this, and the other person said, checked. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that just doesn't quite work in that scenario, eh? Uh, I guess you could you could talk about it from an um, air traffic controller's perspective. They will tell you an instruction and you actually have to read um, a fair amount of it back. So they might say clear descend 3,000 feet and you would say clear descend 3,000 feet. So you actually read the whole thing back to them. Oh, yeah. Whereas um, you, if they say climb or even the same cleared 3,000, cleared to send 3,000 feet, and you just say, Roger, that's not an effective readback because mm. they are wondering, what did he actually listen to the whole instruction? Uh, what's what's this other person going to do? Um, yeah, and you've got no room for error because you might have another plane in the vicinity. Yeah. Oh, well, you and I have talked about this a little bit with following distances, that sometimes that I'm not comfortable with your following distance in the car and I'm sitting there nervously as a passenger and we talked about it from an um, operating procedure as if we were flying a plane, that if I was unhappy with you being outside of a certain tolerance, I would have to speak up because it would be my role and you'd have to acknowledge that I'm not happy with it and or deviating from the company's uh, operating procedures mm. and you'd have to comply otherwise I'd take over mm. um, so we joked about me saying following distance and you saying checked <laughs> do you remember that? <laughs> no Yeah. but you could still do that cause... Yeah, yeah but then I like you know people just in general going about life like just don't comment on other people's driving like that because then they feel offended mm. but then I'm sitting there thinking this is not safe and you're thinking well it is safe so we've just got two different levels of safety there Yeah. but then in a relationship we should be able to feel like we can talk about something in our relationship that we think is not safe I think though that that whole story is a good like if you give the, the background for why you've you know like for your perspective yeah. rather than saying Stop following so close. You're mm. saying, hey, look, when we're in the aircraft, mm. this is what happens and blah, blah, blah. Do you think we could do that when I feel you're following because I don't feel safe? Mm. It's a totally different conversation. And then mm. I go, this is mm. fun. Let's pretend we're in a plane. You know, yeah. I don't know, whatever. But, yeah, but um, then if I just blurt out, uh, hey, you're following too close, you're possibly just offended. Yeah. I'm being but told off. That, yeah, yeah, you're being told off because... No one really likes being told off about uh, technical skill that they're they're doing, especially like driving. Yeah. Um, and and then equally, the person that's sitting in the other seat doesn't really want to give that feedback because they feel like they're telling the other person off, and it's just it's a hard conversation to have. But mm. we need to be confident with each other to have these hard conversations in relationship, and it's I guess sometimes not having that conversation. In the heat of the moment, perhaps, or like we did there, I talked to you about it when you weren't following yeah. too close and said, hey, you know, sometimes I get a bit nervous how closely you're following behind people. Do you think we can have this funny pilot-related 
uh, aircraft-related um, procedure around it where I say um, following distance and you say checked and laugh. Yeah, I think as well that's it's like that problem-solving thing. Like often couples are arguing about the thing that's on the surface when it's not what's actually going on. Like if yeah. you were saying, you know, like can you stop following so close? I feel like you're criticising my driving yeah. when actually you're feeling scared, you know. Yeah, like, yeah. So we're arguing about you criticising me yeah. and me feeling offended that you're criticising me when we should be talking about how you feel when I'm following that yeah, close. safety. Yeah, yeah, safety. Yeah. So you're not even arguing about what the actual problem is. Yeah. And so that's why it's so important to like just focus on, okay, well, what's actually going on here? How come you're telling me off? What's, well, how do you feel that's making you tell me off? Mm. But you can't because you're offended and you can't have that conversation because you just feel told off. Mm. <laughs> yeah but also that also kind of comes back to why you want to talk about the stuff and you're not in the thick of it you come out of the situation and then afterwards you talk about it yeah and I learned that one from you even just from when we had you know we were at places together with friends and that and we had some kind of something come up and it's like you waited until we were alone and then said hey I didn't really like how that went mm. yeah you know, it's just it's real important. You don't want to deatify the most important person in your life in front of other people. Yeah. There's no other quicker way to ruin a relationship than putting someone down publicly in front of other people. Yeah, having yeah. an argument in front of other yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. You want to encourage each other, and if anything, be talking your partner up in front of other people. Mm. Definitely, I've seen the power of that. Yeah. Can you think of some examples that you're thinking about? Oh, just or both ways, yeah, positive like, and negative. Yep, both ways, and it comes to that that intimacy stuff in the marriage zone. Um, you know, like when when I've talked negatively about people I've dated in the past, my parents have basically made that person unwelcome in their home. Mm. And if I've talked them out, which is what I've always done with you, they love you mm. and they want to hang out with you even without me. <laughs> like, when, when are we going to see Josh? Mm-hmm. You know, particularly when you were flying all the time and I'd yeah. go visit them when you weren't there. Yeah. I mean, it's lovely to see you, Amy, but we want to see Josh. <laughs> and that's just a direct result of, you know, because like, when we're talking people up, our, you know, our favourite person up in front of other people, what we're really doing is investing in a harmonious, wider circle. Like, because we want everyone around us to accept our spouse. Yeah. Because then we all have a much more fun time when we're having social events. Yeah. We don't want people to be thinking our spouse is wrong for us and horrible to us. Yeah. For the little once in a while incidents that happen that every relationship goes through. But if that's all they hear, then they think your relationship is bad. Yeah. And then they try and protect you from it. Yeah. It's just naturally what people do when they are, you know, when they have people special to them and they don't want them to be in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, so what do you think, you know, if we could just, if we imagine if we could give the message, this message to everyone in the world who's having a relationship and we could only just say one thing to help, do you know what it would be? Yeah, I, I guess if. People have the idea that they're not going to quit on each other and it's not working, then maybe they will seek out 
how to resolve some stuff, maybe get some help on counseling, oh, sorry, some help on communication or problem solving or whatever they can't work through that's causing some pain points. Uh, if they're committed to just working through it, then certainly going to help them seek the right answers. Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's about people asking the question, eh? Like, yeah. rather than thinking, um, this isn't going to work, the easiest thing is to leave, mm. which usually is really, really hard, actually. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but is, is asking, okay, well, quitting's not an option. Divorce is an option. So how can we work this through? Mm. And if you ask the right question, mm. then you'll seek out the answers for that question. Even like your brain will just subconsciously work on it. Mm. A lot of time people need to hear, no, don't give up. Mm. But that's not the common theme of the society we live in. We live in, you know, if it's not working, just quit and go and get another wife or a husband. Mm. But the reality of it is you'll still take the same baggage. You're still the same person with the still the same issues. You can take that to the next relationship and have to start all over again. Mm. I don't know. I still think, like maybe to, maybe a way to, f- to finish off is just to put this out there. I do think that if you don't try and talk about your issues at all, and you focus on um, the things that really boost your relationship that 90% of the time the issues will go away mm. and I do feel strongly in some senses that that could just be you know hey do it and and those things are you know the um, the love and respect book you know that couples acronym and cheers I did talk about this in an earlier podcast but like if you focus on just making those positive things that forefront of your relationship mm. then a lot of the time the issues go away yeah they'll melt away yeah if there if there may be some smaller things eh yeah or medium sized things that maybe in time focusing on the positive stuff means that you're not so worried about someone leaving a drawer open and walking into it a lot maybe of the time you're it's... willing to just forgive them and realise hey these are actually just minor things in the schemes of all the awesome things that my partner is to me and does for me and to me. And maybe I shouldn't be focusing on these smaller, insignificant things. Yeah, because like we talk about sometimes as well with our couples is that pancake stack. It's often just tiny little things like that and then they all add up. Yeah. And then over time you just develop this negative picture of the other person when it's really just... Because you're focusing on the time when they left their socks on the floor. Yeah, yeah, and just having a positive attitude about the other person and the relationship, eh? Yeah. Being thankful, eh? Yeah, yeah, that's key. Like that book, The Happiness Project. Yeah. Just um, people are happy when they're thankful. Yeah, I think that's a real important, important tool. Just verbalising that attitude towards your spouse, even if it's just saying thanks once a day for something that they're doing that's major thanks for doing the washing yeah thanks for cooking dinner thanks for coming home when you said you were going to come home thanks for giving me a call um to say you're going to be late yep thanks for feed our family yep yep 
just showing appreciation, eh? Mm. Key. Yeah. Real important. Whilst looking each other in the eyes. <laughs> well, thanks, Josh, for <laughs> finally joining me on the podcast. I know that it was really hard for you to agree to, and so I appreciate it a lot. Yeah, um, you're welcome. Oh, I love talking about relationships. I just am nervous about being in front of a microphone. Mm. Well, I think it was great. I think it was a nice chat. I hope so. Don't give up on each other, people. Take quitting off the table. Yeah. Show respect and be thankful. Yeah. So there you have it. Our Finally, our, our episode together with Josh and I talking about relationships. I hope it's blessed you. I hope that you've enjoyed listening and, I, and I'm, I'm really appreciative of you listening. <laughs> and I, I really um, I enjoyed finally having Josh with me talking about this stuff and I hope you did too. So have an awesome week. And I'll catch you again next week. Kakite.